Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to another week of Second Chance Moped Podcast. Guess what, guys? You guys are getting so many freaking podcasts from me this week because, like, this one is going to be very interesting. The next one's going to be even uh, whatever, dude. Like, so, like, I'm not going to do my normal thing. Um, that I kind of, you know, talk and ramble and whatnot for a few minutes. But hold on, hold on. I have my knife out. I got to gotta put that away for old Conan. Um, but th- this group I followed, I think a lot of us follow it in America. And, like, I don't know what it's like overseas, but, like, it's always the great mystery. Like, what's it like over there? Um, before COVID went down, I actually had it kind of loosely set up that I was going to go to Red Bull all the way. And I had a bike set up where I could borrow it. I was going to fly in. I was going to be like, st- go to Austria for like five days. But then, you know, 2020 happened. The whole fucking world shut down and whatever. Um, Hold on a second. It's early in the morning here and I have to have my coffee. But um, yeah, I just thought this would be pretty interesting. So I'm just going to have my guest introduce himself. He's going to tell you where he's from. Uh, we did zero prep, guys, because like, Again, I'm not. I wake up early in the morning. Doesn't mean I'm a morning person. So I'm just gonna, my guest, introduce himself. Hi everyone. Um, this is Fabian. I'm from Austria. Um, I'm kind of the president, I guess, of the Zweitaktichter Moped Club. Um, uh, we're 13 people in Salzburg, Austria. Um, and yeah, we're, we're crazy about mopeds and. Um, we have one or two stories to tell, and yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever comes up with you. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, this is int- like I always find stuff and internet stuff fascinating because, like, you guys have a very healthy following on your Instagram page. You got like three thousand people, which is just nuts. But dude, that's <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm really. We'll just get going. So and. Repeat your name for me because I am terrible with names. If you, it's what is it again? <laughs> Fabian or Fabian, if you want to pronounce Fa- it in English. I'm taking notes again, guys. Okay, Fabian. Yes, Jim. Jim. So, and if you forget my name, don't be afraid to ask because I have <laughs> short-term memory issues and I have to write shit down. If I don't, I fuck it up like a few podcasts I've done. But, Fabian, here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journeys, i.e. the very first time they ever saw a moped, you know, to smile ride, kind of middle part of the journey, and what it's like today. So, Fabian, what is the very first memory you have of seeing a moped, not necessarily getting on and riding it, but the first time you can conceptually know that's a moped? Ah, oh, that's a very, very different question, Um, because... I think I'm kind of in the in, in age group where um, we know like mopeds in terms of like vintage mopeds. Mm-hmm. Um, all our parents rode with it, you know. Um, so also you might know or might not, but Puch, Puch is, yep. is from Austria. So yep. it's actually um, very, used to be very, very common in the 70s and 80s around. And I'm sure like when I was a child, I saw, yeah. Like Fabian, let me ask you this, because there's this weird on. controversy in America, how you actually pronounce pooks. Pook. Okay. Pook. Pook. I'm still going to pronounce it the American way because I'm ignorant and I'm okay with that. But pook. 
we can put this to rest finally everybody somebody from <laughs> and like what's really i found what's really interesting the honda hobbits or the honda caminos were actually built in austria as well so like there is holland a- holland no i apologize they're holland i'm a jerk i owe myself like something because i screwed that up but no i just found that fascinating when i first got into mopeds and found that out like they all came from europe um mm-hmm. And let me ask you this. You said parents, because I'm old now. Uh, how old are you? I'm 33 right now. Okay, so you, we're we're same age range ish. I'm 40, whatever you know. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Just <a> second. <coughs> I'm dying again, folks. <coughs> okay, so you st- you said your parents grew up with them, and like I'm about a generation removed from mopeds being really popular in America. So let me ask you this, you're, you kind of, I think you're probably the same thing, a generation or so removed from the popularity of European mopeds, but they're still being produced like a lot of them up until the nineties and America kind of died in the early eighties. Um, what, what was the first time you really remember seeing a moped? I, I don't know. Like there's no clear memory of the first time I saw a moped. Um, I, I know uh, how I got into it, but I'm sure we're going to talk about yeah. this later, Jim. But um, I don't know. I I think it used to be as a child when mostly elderly people, and I want to say that before, um, kind of wrote along with it getting actually to work or to So they were always in your life is what you're saying. They were just always there. Like, I a, think autom- so, like yeah. a car. Like, yeah. But like It's like when you're young, you know. Like I'm talking 12-ish, so mm-hmm. in your teens, um, mopeds are not cool, you know, so you yeah. wouldn't actually see them because you don't like, you would probably say, oh, what the, what's that 60-year-old weirdo being possibly drunk in a moped riding yeah, home? Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know. it. I just, they never popped into my eye when I was young, I'm still so let me ask you this fabian what was the first time you got on one or kind of experience when did you kind of discover mopeds um it was the red bull alpenbrevet in switzerland okay and i work in digital marketing and um me and uh, another friend of mine we were both working um for for red bull switzerland like freelance spaces mm-hmm. um, and they just invited us like as an incentive said Hey, you're doing such a good work for us. Um, why don't you come over? We're paying for accommodation. We're also like providing a moped, and you just ride along. And we hell said, yeah, okay, let's do it, dude. That sounds like a freaking just a rad experience in general. Because like a lot, like in Europe or America, like when Red Bull does an event, it's done right. Like you know, it's no no expenses spared like everything's cool it's set up so fuck yeah dude that would have been rad what was your first what was it like getting on a moped for the first time like what was that like for you because in america we always call it the smile ride like you get on it and you just have that grin like from ear to ear you're just like where the hell has this been all my life like what was that like for you uh definitely the same so um we, we the smile ride i like that i'll definitely use that in my active memory um we call it a mo face because moped in, in German is also called Mofa, mm-hmm. motor, Fahrrad, motor, bicycle. Um, I'll tell you the difference between a moped and a Mofa in Austria, Germany later on. But that's why I call it a Mo face because Mofa face, you know, being mm-hmm. all happy. And um, 
we we did our we did our research on the Ripple album completely. So we got dressed, you know, um, went to the went to a store where we can buy fancy dresses, and we got mm-hmm. our hippie costumes. Um, Philip, hi Philip, if you are listening <laughs> to this, by the way, um, and we were just really happy and just amongst all the other moped riders and clubs and everything, and um, they provided us with two Thomas. Okay. Most uh, rebuilds and yeah, I mean those those are easy to handle. But you know what's still weird is, uh, it, I think it was two thousand and eighteen, nineteen. I can't remember it. Okay. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm good with names, but bad with uh, years. Okay. Um, See, I'm the exact ahead. opposite. I'm awesome with dates, terrible with names. That's good. Um, no, and I, I just remember it was like so many people and just before the start when there's the Red Bull Arch to like where you get going and everyone's yep. just like ringing the bells and it was just, it was beautiful weather and yeah, that, that that was the first time I was on it, you know, I was, they even introduced me how to like, how to break and how to ring the bell and how to like um, speed up and stuff. Yeah. But it felt natural on a moped for the first time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it like, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll just kind of this is gonna be a different show for me because like we'll go back and forth a little bit like that is probably one of the coolest first moped riding experiences <laughs> ever like seriously um like but, for me, there's a huge battle i'll tell you later on jim yeah, yeah for me like i had mopeds but i didn't know about the culture until mm-hmm. it literally rode by my house we have in america what's called rallies and there was one going on in Minneapolis and they just happened. I happened to be going down the street with like 50 or 60 mopeds going by. I'm like, I have mopeds, but they're nothing like that. And like, that's kind of what turned me on to the whole moped scene. Um, so you do that. How long a ride did they do on that? Like how long of a distance was it? Um, well, I did my first, um, first pass. So the first, um, going up and going down again and i think i rode about 30 minutes to 40 minutes and then okay. my my engine just broke down it was a new <laughs> thomas um just maybe one kilometer on the yeah. like on the bike um, so it wasn't dialed in or anything like that no, so we just no, slapped nothing. it together and sent so it that is the butt that is the um, huge part of my first experience because <laughs> philip he continued to ride for six more hours alone Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I, had to, I had to wait um, for the car to pick me up, you know, a pickup truck. Um, yep. We call it, it like and... in events in America, we'll call that the chase vehicle. And generally yeah. that's some very fun times because everybody, they'll have like a van and like a trailer and then everybody will just sit there and drink and just give a hard time to whoever's driving unless the driver happened to be having a few cocktails themselves. And then it's, it gets pretty hairy, but <laughs> yeah, no, um, the chase vehicle, the driver was was pretty sober. He was really, really friendly. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had a, we had a fun experience in the chase vehicle. Uh, we call it the the, the Besenwagen. Um, it's okay. the broom car, so to speak, if you want to translate literally, because mm-hmm. like a broom, it just it's sweeping. It's sweeping up all yep. the leftovers, broken mopeds. But um, we had fun times there. But I had to wait for three more hours in the in the event village of Red Bull Alpenbrevet, and I was waiting for Philip. And it, 
it was hard you know i i definitely wanted to have more beers there yeah, uh, yeah. but then i knew like he probably couldn't catch up afterwards so um, <laughs> i was really like just chilling and waiting for him to come and said it was nice because of the beautiful weather but yeah it, it was a pity we couldn't enjoy this actually the first ride together yeah um, like it should have been but well, don't worry, dude. I broke down at my very first uh, moped rally I went to as well, and that was <laughs> that was a whole nother ordeal. Um, so you you went to this deal. Did you go back home and kind of start? How did you get into it? Did you start looking for mopeds right away and like this is the greatest thing ever? I got to do this. Blah, blah blah. Tell me like that experience for you. You, you just mentioned it. It was just like that. So. Um... Red Bull Alpine over on a Saturday. Um, we we had fun at the after party. Uh, we went back home um, the next day. So driving the car from Switzerland back to Austria, and we're just like reflecting on 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 everything that happened there. Said, ah, those gangs. I mean, they really look like they have fun. You know, they they definitely have. They don't take it too much too much too serious. You know, yep. a lot of twinkle in the eyes. So we kind of like that surroundings and. Well, you know what? Let's just found our own moped club. And we awesome. had a long ride home from Switzerland to Austria. We had many ideas talking about possible names. Um, we also already came up with the name Zweitaktichter for our club back then. And I was the driver for the first part. And I switched with Philip. Hey, Phil, you need to ride. I need to check our Wilhelm. It's a, it's a second, second chance. Um, uh, second chance platform where I can buy basically everything, you know, um, mm-hmm that's used and I was googling there um, and found my first moped there uh, KDM Hobby 3 I think in the states it's called KDM Foxy it's yep. like a Puk Puk Maxi yep. Puk Maxi but built from KDM so yep. did you have the sax motors on yours or no the... no I already had an E50 engine on okay. it so the Puk engine yeah cuz that's what they'll do a lot of times in America like um people will take that that KTM Foxy that you're talking about, that model. And there's like some weird, I don't know what exactly happened, but they didn't, Pook and them had a disagreement or something like that. And they just made an adapter plate for the um, sax motor. But what people will do a lot of times now, they'll rip that sax motor off and put the E50 on it. So awesome, awesome. Did you buy a running bike or was it... And did you have any mechanical knowledge at this point in your life, really? No, absolutely zero. As I mentioned, I work in digital marketing, so um, I'm not a a mechanic or I didn't used to be one. Um, I think mopeds taught me a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think it's it's one of the best, um, best hobbies to have if you're working a lot on the computer, you know, like being able to just analyze a a motor or anything that's mechanical and just get it running but um my first moped um her name's andrea um <laughs> she was up and running you know very very reliable and back then also pretty cheap for i mean nowadays the costs whoo. what was a what was cheap for you back then i think it was 400 euros so that's about we'll say like the euro and the dollar always kind of goes goofy. Sometimes they're so between three and five hundred bucks in America. We'll say, yes, I mean, yes, definitely. which isn't terrible, which is not bad at all. Like that's yeah, pretty reasonable for E fifty moped that's running. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, and I, I tried to make it faster, so I just screwed the exhaust a little bit, and I totally messed up. It didn't work anymore, and then I just <laughs> bought a 
like an old exhaust again, put it on to Andrea again. Said, I won't, I promise I won't touch you anymore. <laughs> you just, you just, you just do you. And, and she's very reliable ever since. So uh, I think, okay. I think that's the, we call it Verschlimmbessern. It's, it's a play on words in German. I don't know if it makes any sense to mention some German play on words, but it's, it's um, worse, in, worse proving. Like it's, <laughs> worse and improving it's probably worse proving yeah yeah dude i like that like a lot of people it, but they only make it worse a lot that happens to a lot of people in mopeds when they first um yeah. and even though they're they can be around for a long time and still do that like um yeah. and i'm not saying i'm the best tune the best moped mechanic or the best tuner but like i've i've really this past year especially after i did this uh moped race called baker's dozen like my tuning on knowledge has really kind of jumped forward if you want to learn how to tune a moped go on baker's dozen because you're going to learn or you just won't complete the race um yeah so you start messing with that and that's a question i had like okay so you and your buddy you're talking about starting this moped club um how did that how did you guys go about it then like how did you get more because you got 13 people which is an awesome number um there's some clubs here in america that you know some some of them that aren't in the ma uh moped army umbrella they're called grom mm -hmm. clubs like they have two or three people and that's awesome and like there's some people who are in the grom clubs they have like 30 40 people and that's awesome and then there's some ma clubs that have 30 40 people and then there's some ma clubs that have five people and that's it's all what it is like and it sounds like you guys had a pretty decent growth how did you guys start a, is it just a bunch of friends that got mopeds or like how did you guys kind of grow as fast as you did because when did the club start oh boy i i think now i need to check i think 2018 let me check our okay. instagram real quick I think it's there somewhere no it's not come on Fabian you're supposed to be representing uh, your club here. I'm just no. we'll say 2018 that's no big Let's deal that's still I think it's, it's a fair number I'm yeah, working yeah. the website right now and I think it's there somewhere <laughs> I'm um, cheating and going on your Instagram all the time you guys have a great Instagram also thanks no Wrong. ah 2018 yeah so Repel Alpenbrevet was 2017, and the official foundation of um, of the Zweitaktive Moped Club was in 2018. So we've been around four and a half years. And yeah, um, when basically Philip and I came back from Repel Alpenbrevet, we just told our friends what a great experience it was, and mm -hmm. that we're gonna buy mopeds now. And then we had one other guy who already had mopeds at home from his father, so um, that was easy for Oliver to start. And then two more friends, uh, Stefan and Mario back then, they just bought mopeds. You know, they were just hooked on the idea of having our moped club and it was us five um, starting it. So we also call our, for ourselves the first five, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. That's I, then, I like that. Personally, I like that when clubs do that, like the original six or yeah, first five, I dig it. I mean, it's not that we're kind of above others. It's just like, we also rented a, a place like um, a cellar in the city of Salzburg in the old town um, where we could basically work on our mopeds and like have our um, weekly gatherings and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. And also, you know, we had to pay the rent 
and mm -hmm. we started and yeah and then just friends of our existing circle just joined in and said wow that's cool i want i want to i'm gonna buy a moped too and we'll ride it in that's our natural growth i'd say so and now we're really like close circle of friends that's awesome um now big thing here is and we've everybody in america is kind of getting themselves in trouble with this um are you guys keeping your bike stock are you like always searching for speed or like what's what's kind of the theme to your bikes because like somehow i got into chasing speed in a on my hobbits like and i have some bikes that go really fast and i got some bikes that just kind of keep up and like my new thing is like i want to have a stock bike and just bring it to rallies and run stock because i'll get left because everybody uh i'm trying to banter here and do a conversion for everybody um uh, well i should i should be a better moped person uh but any or not moped person but uh podcast person um but like in america to kind of keep up with a pack of mopeds you have to go at least 40 to 45 miles an hour really um, yeah that's kind of okay. because everybody lies themselves and say we do that so we are safe in traffic it's just <laughs> well we just like to go fast and like we have treatland available to us and we have dose cycles available to us. And like, it's, that's kind of what, yeah, that's kind of what we've fallen into. So like, so everybody who's listening over in Austria, uh, we'll say 45 miles an hour is right around 70 kilometers an hour. is kind of what we have to do just to kind of keep up. And like, I can say this, I have a bike that will consistently do 95 kilometers an hour. So like that and, is fast, Jim. Yeah, that is that's fast. stupid is what it is. And there's people <laughs> with much faster bikes. I mean, um yeah, it's stupid is what it is. And though and those fast bikes are not fun to ride in a pack because you're tripping over people all the time and they're almost they're they're dumb. There is what they are. They're just I mean, they're exciting and they're awesome. But to ride with more than three people, it just, it's dumb. Um, so back to kind of my question at hand is like, what kind, what do you guys do? Do you guys kind of keep your bike stock? Because if, if they're stock, they don't break. That's kind of the running joke too. Yeah, I, I, I'd say two, two thirds of all our mopeds that we own in the club right now. And I think we all together own more than 30 now. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say two thirds two thirds are um, stock, you know? And I, I think I think the reason for that is um, because of the like almost constant availability still in Austria. So every once in a while, an old uncle still finds finds um, uh, like a Buchmax in a barn or so. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's also prestige and, and well-received if you know, if it's like a beautiful stock, you know, um, still with the original paint job and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to be honest with you, Jim, I think most of us in our club, were just too bad mechanics to really be able to tune them properly. Oh, oh don't, <laughs> don't, don't kid yourself. There's a lot of bad mechanics in yeah. America. Like they're no. not that good. And I'm not saying I'm one of them. I'm not. I've blown up a lot of motors. It's like, and like I tell people, you haven't lived till you're out in the country and with a blown up motor and you're waiting for somebody to come pick you up. Like, Pedal of shame. 
yeah, right? yeah. That, that's what they call it over the states. Yeah, walk of shame or walk a rider returned on foot. I mean, yeah, it's it's silly. I mean, is what is what it comes down to. Um, so you guys as a club, what do you guys kind? Of, what's your what do you do? Like, do you guys meet up once a week? Do you like go on ride? Like, how how's how does that all work for you guys, Fabian? Well, we have our uh, so-called Dichtwoch. Um, it's every Wednesday we meet at the Schrauberei, which is our kind of clubhouse. So the, if you want to, again, translate literally, screwery. It's where we screw. Um, <laughs> screw up, screw beers, screw mopeds. So yeah. um, that's every regular Wednesday. And yeah, during the year, we also take part in um, one, two, three rallies, like bigger rallies. Um, I'd say a rally... In Austria, I mean, there's the Ötztal Moped Marathon. It last so this year in 2022, it was the last time. There's 2,000 moped riders there. Wow, dude, that's awesome. That's the that's... biggest one, and I say the others, like the regular ones, are 200 to 300 participants. Um, so that's what we do two or twice a year. We always have our own rides. Um, as a club, we have one weekend usually at the end of July where we do a um, yeah, a club ride. So either we go from Salzburg riding somewhere out of town and sleeping there for two nights, or we really like um, to, um, rent a truck and pick up our mopeds and just go from there for a weekend. Uh, that's mm-hmm. also what we do. And usually we also do on the 1st of May. You know, 1st of May is a like public holiday over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would wear our lederhosen, dirndl, like, you know, Oktoberfest, Bavaria, stuff like okay. that. We have this too. And they would just ride around and have maybe one or two beer maximum. <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah. <laughs> but usually slow riding, you know, um, not not going 70 kilometers an hour. So 45 miles an hour. That's definitely, um, there are mopeds that go that fast also yep. at rallies, but now nah, we're slow riders. And that's know. awesome, dude. Like that's, I think that's the romantic idea that everybody still has here. Like, oh, let's just all get together and ride stock bikes. And it's cool for like four miles. And then you're like, okay, I need to go fast. Like it's, yeah. it's you can't put that genie back in the bottle type of deal. So like, stay slow, dude. Like that's what, yeah, exact, exactly what it is. And it's like, I, <laughs> I, uh, will tell people like I don't like to ride other people's bikes because I'll want to make it the way I I like to tune stuff and I tune stuff kind of different than people and like I just like my bikes like that's the thing about it like I like to ride my I like to ride a variated bike like I'll get on a Hobbit I'll get on a Vespa I'll get on a uh, 103 but like single speeds are still weird to me because I started out on a Hobbit so like the are the Camino for you guys. Like those were my mm-hmm. first bikes. So yeah. Um no dude, that's awesome. You guys get those kind of numbers. Like in America, the problem is we are loud and we are obnoxious and we uh cause trouble. Like uh especially if you're QCB, you always get the cops called on us. That's kind of a running What's joke. QCB? QCB is Queen City Barons. And oh, every moped fun. rally I've been to has uh been it's been their fault uh the cops got called no they're just they're actually really good guys but like i think matt st john at the last rally like he ended up talking to the cops and chilled everything out and like but 
and like moped big moped rallies i think this year um nashville had to be probably the biggest probably the biggest one i'll say that they had like 300 mopeds and like generally what happens is we don't obey traffic laws so we're running red lights we're running we're doing all that kind of stuff and we don't have stock exhaust ours all performance pipes so all you do is hear just these loud bumblebees running through town and it's so much fun and like the second biggest one I went out to, I got to fly, and this is a one luxury, and I don't know if you guys do this over in Europe so much, but, like, in America, is so big, and it's just so far to get to everywhere. I'll actually, I actually got to, I've got to fly out to several rallies and get lo- a loner bike, and I did that this year out in Seattle, Mosquito Fleet, and that was so much fun. Like, there was probably 150 to 200 bikes there, and we all we all rolled around Seattle Friday night, which was a ton of fun. And Saturday I broke down with a, uh, person from the puddle cutters and we, it took us honestly two and a half hours to go 15 miles on mopeds. <laughs> like it wasn't good. The, the whole pack or, or just you and the, just, just us two. Cause we we're waiting okay. for the chase vehicle and the chase vehicle. I don't know what their issue was. Like, it was like they were avoiding us or something because they kept like going back and forth in like two spots. It's like finally we just I could kind of get my bike going. My bike had seized and it cooled down and it would start running again. And then my buddy Andrew from the puddle cutters, his exhaust was completely just broken. So he had no power. <laughs> and we ended up uh just kind of slowly going 15 miles an hour through a part of Seattle to try to get to the middle spot. Cause we were going to try to make it to where everybody was eating lunch. Well, by the time we, uh, got going and kind of tried to rejet his bike to make it work with no exhaust basically. And had to go up like the steepest hill and longest hill in Seattle. Um, we ended up just, I smoked a hobbit clutch and like that thing was just, I've never seen this happen. Like, I was sitting there just feathering the throttle, so I was just going back and forth with it. Smoke was rolling out of it, and it wasn't my bike. I'm like, whoa. So I shut it down, um, and, I, and yeah, it was just it was chaos and just so much fun. But then we ended up riding. That night, we had a lot of fun at the party at a, at a shop called Magic Touch Mopeds. I'll send you a video for that. That was pretty rad. And um, we ended up riding out on some ferries. We took a ferry to, uh, there's a whole bunch of like small islands that people live on around Seattle. We went out to Nassau Island and we went to this guy named Nass's place. Him and his family live out. He's got a beautiful shop, nice house, good piece of property out there. But we got to ride all over this island. And it was just like treetop, it was like, can't, like treetop high, trees everywhere. It was just beautiful roads up and down left and right no straight roads yeah like i can tell you this um this was probably the coolest year of mopeds for me between that and like getting to do baker's dozen where like i got to ride mopeds across uh america and like you guys have something like that that i would encourage you to try uh moped rodeo yeah like that looks nuts dude i would love to try to do that that's a bucket list item that may never happen for me, but man, that looks so cool. We we never um I mean we know about it, but we never 
um, tried it so far. Um, what do we also do because you were asking about activities? Mm -hmm. So me and usually two or three friends, um, we pack our bikes in early summer or late springtime and go to Italy and then ride for eight or 10 days around Italy. Dude, so you so might cool. have seen some of our pictures there. Mm -hmm. um, 2022, we were in Umbria, so which is kind of in the very middle of Italy. And it's also amazing. I mean, if you want to, if there's one country where I really, really recommend riding a moped, it's probably Italy because the people are there are so chilled. Um, there are many, many back roads, you know, like you would ride for one or two hours and not meet another car. And the mm -hmm. roads are not that bad. Um, <laughs> that's always that's always a uh, thing. Like it's the roads aren't that bad. Like uh, there's uh now if you ever find yourself in New Orleans and get to ride them open, the roads are that bad. They're freaking terrible. But, like, okay, that's also like so you can't drink too much. But like for me, that's uh awesome because it's very technical riding. I'll say like you have to be on your shit and pay attention because like Dodging there's just holes and everything. exactly do but like so beautiful that city is there's something to it it is so beautiful i've and, been once to new orleans okay and the moped people down there i can't say enough for their hospitality um mick and eric from mono and then you got angel who's a creature down there and then you got um scott who's just a chef who's just a kind of floats around around everybody like those guys all those guys and like i'm i feel bad because i can't um zach and smog squad zach and the boys like there there's so many different clubs in that town it's really yeah and it's weird like there's a yeah it's just it's weird how many clubs collectively have gathered into that town and i don't know the full history of it so i can't really speak of it um but yeah so god that sounds now you want me and everybody knows i'm always for the next big moped adventure now i want to go to italy and ride mopeds um i had so during covid like how was that for your group because like that had to be really hard for you guys because you're a new club and like that's a big thing about here at least it seems in the last year or so like everybody is trying to grow the scene like help bring new people into old mopeds and like that was very hard during the COVID times, or as I've been calling it, the dark times. Um, how was that for you guys? Like, how was lockdown for you guys in over there? Ooh, good question. I mean, first, I think it pretty much everywhere around the world, people were not really knowing what to make out of it. You know, the mm -hmm. first, first kind of first lockdown, I think that was um, middle of March 2020. I know that. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, we didn't gather back then, but um, I think later on that year, especially in summer, it like got more chilled and we then started to meet regularly on Wednesdays. Um, what we did is we still had with some other friends um, made digital meetups every Wednesday um, to stay mm -hmm. in our routine of meeting up and playing online games, you know, Among Us and all that jazz. Um, but yeah, I think it reflecting jim i must say i've never reflected in how it affected our club but i think it was cool because afterwards the rules were kind of um that many many bars had to shut down around 10 p.m mm -hmm. um and 
let's put it this way we didn't we were not aware of the official uh legislation and legal situation <laughs> but i mean we were a private club you know it's a it's not a public restaurant yep. you know our our place so um we met there afterwards and also had one or two parties in there that have been <laughs> right um, on my guy it sounds like you guys have that same kind of as i'll say like Mopeds America are still punk rock. Like we're going to do what we want to do when we want to do it. It sounds like you guys kind of have that same kind of motto going. It's like, we'll try to be safe, but like if stuff isn't making sense, we're going to do our own shit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I, I still, I, what we also have in our walls written and it's in English, it's, it's rise low, die whenever. And it's like, man, if, if we can't ride our mopeds, um, we kind of get sad we need it so to yeah. speak it's like yeah getting it out there and like also goofing around the city and you know even though austrians know mopeds but they haven't seen it in a while and there are many many vespas um usually in, in salzburg the the more posh people are riding vespas you know mm -hmm. um with a color standing up like yeah. this and <laughs> white gucci stuff and they kind of just, they're 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 the responsible people like and i'll go in with there are there the uh, like for in america at least it's like the people who have money who have good yeah. money and like i'll sneak in and i'll go in on scooter rides with my mopeds and there's some people that really like me and there's some people that just because i have like a 70 cc kit with a proma pipe and it's loud and it's obnoxious mm -hmm. and i love it and but like dude it's two-wheeled vintage stuff who cares like yeah. all the yeah it's like don't be so off about it it's whatever i don't know yeah but we're kind of the the goofy counterpart of it you know mm -hmm. um and i think that's that's important for a very historical with the the classical music festival in salzburg which is known for and we're kind of the the punk rockers if you want to call it like that and just yeah putting a smile to everyone's faces when you ride around town and yeah that that feedback also from other people you know like you're brightening up public space when you ride your mopeds around the city yeah. and really getting this feedback that we were kind of lacking the, these moments um during covid and the lockdown and it's good in summertime to ride get out and ride them and just see people at elderly people pointing at you say i had one of these back then and mm -hmm. oh no i sold it for a creative beer back then and stuff <laughs> like that. So, um, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's it's fun it's connecting people as you said um and when we have our when we're at at the schrauberei our clubhouse people just come by and say hey what's this i i've seen you around a couple of times can i come in yeah sure of course mm -hmm. let, let us show you what we're about to do and it's just it's it's about being open and um also mopeds are a great icebreaker just for connecting with people mm -hmm. that's the cool thing about it yeah it definitely is and like i am an outgoing person and like i'll like as you could tell on instagram and stuff like that and like i will um i i definitely have been one to like hey dude like this is what they are this is what's going on like no i'm not gonna get you one but if you find one like i can point you in the right directions and like i've given my number out so many times to people but like and sometimes like like hey you want to try one out i got one you can try and like i've had people definitely take me up on that offer and i actually had another boss of mine like ask me well 
I'm not saying right now, but if you come across a bike, I would love to get one. I'm like, all right, dude. Like I go, it could be next week. It could be in six months. Like, cause I'm cheap and I won't, I won't, I have a hmm. number that I won't pay over for a stock bike mm-hmm. and I'll only buy stock bikes for the most part. And I'm like, this is what it's going to take. And this is what we'll get going. And like, I'm not making, I go, I'm not making any money on parts. I'm not making any money on labor. Like, this is just what it is. Like, okay, cool. And lo and behold, hoarder, Eric, just said this kid who I called hoarder, Eric here in, uh, in Minnesota, he sent me an ad this morning for a very reasonably priced Hobbit. We'll see if I get that one for my boss. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how many mopeds do you own? Let me ask you some. Um, so I've got two in the basement. Those are just, I didn't have room in my garage right now. So this is a Pook Maxi right here. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna get running next year. This is a 1983 Hobbit to my right. That's a vacuum that people, I do vacuum. That's just one that I put there every week on purpose, just so people think I've never vacuum. Um, <laughs> so I have my fast hobbit that I'm kind of rebuilding right now. I'm going through everything. I saw some stress fractures, so I had to reweld some stuff. Um, and then I've got my slow quote unquote slower hobbit, which is kind of my cruiser that I just take, I'll take it to rallies. I'll take it to third because in Minnesota, we have a Thursday meetup where the casserolers will put on a ride and that's the local, that's the main local club here. I'll bring that out to that. And that's a good, 45 to 50 mile an hour bike um that like i can just hold it wide open throttle it doesn't get hot that's a big issue with people in america like they'll kit a bike and then they'll throw a whole bunch of timing at it to make it faster but then it gets hot all the time or they'll have an air leak and they can't get that out of it and blah 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 blah. but this one just you know i can hold it wide open throttle and it doesn't get hot like I, I'm not going to do the conversion to everybody, but in America, like it runs like 360 degrees and it just, just sits there. And I'm really happy with that bike. Um, I have my Baker's dozen bike. So we're, we're up to five right now. That's the one I took across America. Uh, I got to start working on that again. I have what's called a Mondial, which is actually a kind of a rare bike. Um, there's uh Badavist made and we think it's later, and bad of his um, um, manufacturing because they came out with two bikes in America. It was called a Grand Prix and a Mondial. And they both had Peugeot 103 motors on them. Mm-hmm. And they're ultra rare. And I've been lucky enough to own a Grand Prix. And I kind of sent that down the road. And then I found a Mondial out in Wisconsin. And I was like, deathly sick. And <laughs> I had to drive like five hours to get it. But the guy who was selling it, I don't think he knew what he had. And I got this cheap. And I wasn't about to educate it because it's not my job to educate a seller. That like I I'm if you're selling Fair stuff, enough. dude. I won't yeah. blame you, Tim. Yeah, yeah. So I went out and got it. And that one I'm gonna start working on soon. I have so we're six. I have a uh Vespa Chow, a single seat bead that mm. actually is a stock bike but the crank seal went out of it. So I need to put seals in that. And I think we're, you, I think you that's, call, do you call Charles Vespa Charles? A Vespa Chow. Yeah. Cause Vespa is the manufacturer yeah. and Chow is the, 
Um, the model. The, the model. And like yeah. you, that's me. I'm not a Vespa aficionado by any means. Like I'll call it, or you can just call it a chow. Like, yeah. But no, we, we also have chows, but usually we would call the chows Piaccio chow. Okay. Because Piaccio being the brand of Vespa. But I, mm-hmm. I, I know that they've sold also Puch in yep. different names to the state. So mm-hmm. I just was wondering um, what do you mean? Yeah, all the Vespa or Piaggio, uh, I'm probably butchering it. In America, everybody will refer, refer to those as, mo- as Vespas. Okay. Like, I've got a friend of mine. She's in Kansas City. She is an absolute nut for Vespa C. The S the S I yeah yeah C um she's got like ten in her basement in Kansas City nice which is just nuts and like she loves she she actually did just buy a chow so I will say that she she's branching out in mopeds and she's been around forever um and and that Vespa crew it's kind of like for a long time there was a real like tight knit click of Vespa guys, like mm-hmm. just building like cool Vespa stuff. And like, you don't see it a lot anymore. And I don't know if some of them have just aged out of mopeds or what, but like there's a, they're just, you just don't see them at rallies like you used to. So, okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so sounds like a nice collection. Yeah. Well, it's like, <laughs> They just kind of, it's like you and some of your bikes, maybe like they just kind of find me like in America, it was so, they're so easy. They're, they're st- especially in the Midwest, I can say the region of America that I'm in, they're so easy to find. Like they're still easy to find. Like you can still find a $200 maxi to this wow. day. Yeah. Like I can Get still find, one. and I mean, are they bent? Are they running? No, but they're there. Yeah, like, of course. I can still find a $200 Hobbit. I mean, are is it every day? No, but like they're still out there. And like mopeds are still out there to be found. They're still in the barns. They're still in the basements. I mean, you you just never know. Like that's the thing about it. Like you could get some flipper who doesn't know what he has, like a Mondial and puts it up for sale and for a stupid price. Like he talked himself down in our negotiation. Like it was silly, but like, um, are I hope you he doesn't listen to your podcast? Now. Oh, he, he has no idea who I, he's, <laughs> he's, he's in America. What we call just a flipper or a reseller. Like he'll buy something cheap and try to double or triple his money. But like, he doesn't, he doesn't do any research and just like, yeah, I'll throw this out there. But then you got those people are okay. But then you have some people who over inflate the value and it, it goes mm-hmm. back there's two schools of thought here like some people think in america that mopeds are way undervalued and there's some people that want to keep them way undervalued so everybody can get in because like um it's a nice thought actually because did you guys get any um cobras over there the pook cobra yeah like those are a very desirable bike in america like they're not my thing, but like somebody was trying to sell one for like $2,500 in America. And that's crazy. To me, that's crazy money. Like I would never pay that for a moped. And like some people will, and that's cool. And that's their choice. Like for me, and I don't know, let me ask you this, like a step through moped 
that's what that's the way it's meant to be not the top tank like i just don't i i don't know top tanks are just like i have some top i have a top tank bike but like what what's your feeling of mopeds step through or top tank um i recently bought a top tank okay Puch Monza 4c with um four gears um and usually i before that, I only I only owned um, step through. How do you call them? Yep. Step through. Yep. Um, it's a different feeling. It's mm-hmm. definitely a different feeling if you're sitting on a step through and on a top tank. Um, yep. In like, I, I think top tank bikes like um, Puch Magnum are. I th- yep. That's what I have in mind, and I know there are many Puch Magnums in the states. Um, I love the look, you know, the cafe racer style, yep. you know, it's like the streamline, the, the whole, the whole design is just piece of beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, but the riding experience with the step through like Buch Maxi, Piaccio Ciao or Vespa Ciao and all that kind of jazz. Um, I, I think it's more goofy and more, more fun to ride. It feels more. It's comfortable is what it is. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, that that's that's an interesting thing to kind of look at. Like aesthetically, saying like I can see how that top tank is very pleasing to the eye and whatnot. But like, I'm so in love with mopeds. Like, and for me, and this is coming from a Honda guy, like a Pook Maxi. If you ask a third, a young child to draw a moped, that's what they're drawing. I mean, yeah. like, you know, what I'm saying like that is the template for a moped. So I mean it is it kind of is what it is um so you kind of talked about the dark times a little bit in your during COVID and whatnot like what was it like this past year for you guys in austria with um and that's where you're at right austria yeah i don't see sometimes i'll get stuff mixed up in my head and i'll screw up and i'll start saying you're from like switzerland no but like what was um what was it like this summer for you guys in austria for moped riding like did rallies kind of come back? Like they kind of, it seemed like they came back in the last half of the summer over here. Like we had that big one in the spring down in Nashville, the daggers put on, which was an amazing experience. But then like nothing happened until after like the 4th of July here. Okay. Now I think, I mean, our rallies start, I'd say our rally season is like July to September. Okay. But I think this year, all rallies that I know of that are in our area or around Austria and also in Switzerland, I think it was a pretty normal year like mm-hmm. before. I mean, I th- also think um, in 2021, we already had, I think most rallies actually happened in summer, yeah, because the, the laws were just saying, hey, don't do something stupid. And yeah, no, I I I, I would say it was a pretty, pretty amazing year. It, also, summer was pretty maybe too hot um <laughs> but uh, we had many sunny days so we were doing many ride outs and um it was a good year i'd say yeah unfortunately it's like starting to snow around here i don't know same here i think we but... have kind of the same weather um, yeah. i think we're in the same area yeah it's like it snowed a few times and then it gets warm enough to ride like i went and rode with my buddy lee um on yesterday and actually, I broke down. Like the last time Lee and I rode, he broke down. So like, that's just kind of the the nature of the beast. Um, it's part of it, it's it also what makes it curious and you know fun. You never know how far you will get. And 
what weird quick fix you need to perform on your bike to get it running again. Yeah, yeah. It's it <laughs> mine I think is the ignition ended up going out because once we got it to my house I pulled the spark plug and no spark. So I think the HPI got me. Um that's ah, HPI. Yep. They're I run them because I enjoy because for Honda it's the only unless you can find a um cdi uh, honda uh, oem cdi for them like it's the only 12 volt system you can get for hondas right now and like okay. that and they have in their little brain box they do a really interesting stuff with the performance curve which retards it back and keeps it cool and blah 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 but um you know it's bound to happen i mean you ride mopeds enough and like that bike had been a trooper for me all for the last two years so it's like whatever i wasn't even i was thinking i was out of gas at first because we were trying to get to the gas station and start shuddering mm. like it was out of gas and then like for me i'll run out i know i can run out of gas at 0.75 gallons and we can do that's how they measure ga- gas in america no um how many liters that is i don't know because again i'm a silly american we go on this barbaric system <laughs> and I go to fill up and it's only at 0.5. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and Lee kind of looked at me. He's like, don't you usually run out at more? I'm like, yeah, thing wouldn't start. So, you know, just more winter projects for me to work on. Yeah. Uh, Lucky so, you. Lucky yeah, you. Yeah. What is your riding season there? Like you kind of talked about when, mo- when rally started, like when can you guys start riding there? I'd say in March. Okay. So- Pretty similar. In March. Yeah. Like as soon as, and let me get a conversion thing out for everybody here. And I'm going to try to banter like in America, once it gets to in, I always tell people going out of the season, like I won't ride here. Let me, you can try me converting Fahrenheit to Celsius. If that's what to. I'm doing right now. Um, so going into the like if we're if we got done with uh um season like i'm not gonna ride in anything like 50 50 degrees which would be 10 degree 10 celsius for you guys like it's just too cold yeah but say it's springtime of the year i will ride in like five degrees celsius like i don't care as long as the sun is out yeah 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 that's that's what it comes to. It's like, I don't care. I'm going to ride. And like, that's, I'm kind of notoriously known for like getting out early and like yeah. growing up yeah, as a kid. Some some people in the club, they say, oh, it's still like the streets are still with um, salt against the icing. Yep. Um, they don't want to do this to their moped, um, but say, come on, you know, if it's yeah. dry, it's dry, you know. So you guys have in like what we'll call in America is like a clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, how many bikes are you? How many bikes do you guys fit in your clubhouse? Because like there's certain ones like I'll I'll throw them under the bus, like the zeros. I think they have over a hundred, hundred and fifty mopeds in their clubhouse. I wish we had this much space. No, um it, it is packed. Our clubhouse is definitely packed. Um, but I'd say at times we have around 20 bikes there. So there's one room where we have like four bikes and like mm-hmm. our mechanics gear and tools. Then we have one room where just hang around, drink beers and and chat. And then we have one 
room in the back of the cellar um where we just like stack all the bikes that are hopelessly broken down <laughs> so not able to fix easily um or if they're just running and like easily pulled out from there 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 too mm. but the in-betweens they are in the in the in the room where we actually work on them but um it's it's a small cellar but as i said we have to rent it we have to pay the rent um for it um but it's still the best like also our um our landlord she's amazing she supported us from the very start and um is it anybody's it family member because usually that's when you get the no, best deals no, no, no. <laughs> um and the zeros i'll say this they jumped from shop to shop to shop and they were um in a position to finally buy their own shop which is awesome like they that have their is own, awesome Shout they out. have their own space and that's the way it is like with um mcr in detroit uh motor city riot which actually which is really cool because the i think i one of the founders of um the zeros in toledo that owned that big shop he was one of the founders of uh motor city riot in detroit so like i don't know what it is about andy and getting people with big shops but like he's and he is such a nice guy so so nice like i'll say this the zeros like love them they're great great people um it's it's funny you mentioned some clubs from the states already and um i think we've been following especially through instagram each and every one so yeah every name i didn't know what the abbreviation for the queen city parents was but um yep. every other name sounds familiar everybody um, will say qcb um QCB. and yeah eric if you ever get a chance to talk to eric he's he is very smart when it comes to e50 performance like okay. eric is an awesome 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 guy and like he has wrecked a lot of stuff so he has a lot of knowledge about it like i can say this like i have ridden eric's um magnum x and that thing takes off like a hobbit does it's just super fast which is amazing um and that's one thing like you kind of talk you're gonna explain the difference between like mofa and mopeds early on oh like, yeah um people in america there's this weird niche kind of happening right now they're taking their mopeds and converting them into kind of like a dirt ped and I, mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. It's not my thing, but I think it's really interesting. Some people do an amazing job with it. Some people just kind of do a job with it, you know? If you mean dirt pad, is this yep. kind of ride off-road? Like yep. with, okay. Got yep. it. No, for, um, for us, um, it's pretty, you know, I'm pretty sure you've been through the, um, through the naming, like does a moped need to have pedals? Yeah. Um, and I don't want to get into that. Um, but <laughs> in, in Germany, in, in Austria, it's it's you can basically say both Mofa and Moped. But in Germany, it's pretty easy because there you can ride a, a Mofa. I think if you're 14 or 15 years old, but a Mofa will only take you 25 kilometers an hour. Mm -hmm. And I think that's only 15 miles an hour. Okay. Miles yeah, yeah. Hour. It's slow. Yeah, I it's know. It's really slow. And that's what, when you have to call it a Mofa. And if it goes... 45 um kilometers an hour so i i think that's around 30 30 and something miles per hour um help me out will you um, i'm i'm trying here right now we're then going, um we'll go, it's called a moped okay um, yeah. we'll go to click kilometers 25 oh the, i i screwed up and hit 35 um ah me and thumb my big hands um 
Fif- yeah, that's you're right. That's right 15, around uh, 15 yeah. miles an hour. And which is pretty interesting. Um, the owner of my company now who I work for, um, long story short, he has father uh, got for his job, had to go to France and they lived there mm-hmm. for like eight years. He worked for uh, Renault and my boss had a motorbike and he called it a moped and he goes, I think my brother had a mofa or something mm-hmm. like that. And so I'll have to I'll have to send Todd this link to this show because I think you get a kick out of it. Um, but so the mofas, like who, who all produced mofas? Did everybody kind of same like Maxi and all that? Because we had a thing, like, and I don't know what they did with E fifties, but for Hondas, like they like a state of Ohio in America. They said you couldn't have, they could only go so fast. So Mm -hmm. there's two different like options for like, we'll say an 80, we'll say a 1980 Honda Hobbit or PA one, which is the slow version. And I think that was 25 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And then there's the PA two, which is the fast version. I think that was like the 30 mile an hour version or something like that. Like, and Honda, the way Honda goes about stuff, they really dumbed it down. Like they changed the cylinder exhaust port, they changed the crank, they changed the clutch bell. Like they did everything they could to slow this bike down. But I think pretty pretty same procedure in Austria and Germany. I mean, in Austria we didn't have these laws, um, but in Germany they definitely they just dumb it down. You know, maybe also smaller incorporator and yep. yeah, different exhaust and. That's it. But easily, easily um, worked around. Worked around. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. put it this way. Yeah. Because, like, the nice thing about the Honda is they use the same cases. So, like, you could pull that cylinder off, you could pull that crank off, different clutch bell, and the actual cases for the motor, all you had to do is, like, grind one nub and, like, grind one tab. And that's a PA2 case. So, you can put the big reed block in it and everything else. Um, I, I, do you guys get in trouble, like, do you get in trouble for running like a 70 CC kit on your bikes? And oh, you the cops, the cops here don't know the difference. Like I actually had a fire truck roll up by me the, a couple weeks ago. They're like, how fast does that go? I go 35 and they all started (laughs) laughing at me because they knew I was totally lying, but like, I'm never going to tell the authorities how fast it goes. <laughs> no, the thing is, um, cops in Austria, they 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 most likely owned a tuned Buchmaxi back then. So yeah. they know how to tune it. Um, and they also know how to look, look out for it. I mean, we got pulled over a couple of times, but <laughs> mostly because our rear lights were not bright enough. And then okay. it's... Your real light is not running. He said, "Yes, it is." And the cop says, "No, it's not." And you have to like, I have to speed up. You know, it's only like. And then he says, "Yeah, but you can't see it." But said, "Yeah, it's technically running." You know, it's yeah. like you you want to see you want to see the license. It just says six volt, yeah, five watt. That's it. Um, yeah, yeah. No, but um, it depends. I, I, it really depends on the person. Um, if you get like in trouble for tuning it to a mm-hmm. 70 75 cc kit um as i mentioned we're not that much into tuning um but usually it's i mean what what should they say i mean you have to yeah. like maybe then um pull pull over um 
carry it home somehow and then just yeah. say okay you have to get to to the official um how do you say that to an official mechanic place um, yeah. run by the government and they recheck it if everything is yeah, inspected stock and then and then you what do you what do you will do afterwards you put your 70cc kit on it again and you go in fast again so yeah exactly so and like I said, you guys aren't the biggest tuners, and that's cool. That's awesome. But you, you do need parts. Like, where do you get your moped parts from? Like, in, here in America, it's all about dose cycles and treatment. And, like, there's some smaller companies that I absolutely love, like Denny's. And um, I just ordered tires from another one. I feel terrible for not meant properly. Um, I will get that name for everybody. But, like, yeah, there's, like, three or four places where you get new parts from. Where do you guys get your stuff from? I'd say we order most um, stuff from Switzerland, from Mofakult, mofakult.ch. Um, I think they also ship to America. Um, um, they pro they're not the cheapest, but they have the best quality and they produce many, many parts themselves, um, which aren't available um, anymore. Mm -hmm. And then there's also two or three Austrian shops that also sell... Um, Puch parts for older Puch motorcycles, like from the 30s, even 40s, 50s, 60s, etc. Um, you can also buy parts there. And then some stuff we also order at a Puch shop from um, the Netherlands. Yep. And you, what was that Puch you were talking about, that four speed that you just picked up? The Puch um, yeah, see, like, I know they're here, like Puch motorcycles, but you don't see them that often. Like, they're that would be something really rad to get. And I know Doe Cycles, those guys do an awesome job of taking bikes from Europe and importing them here to America, the stuff we didn't get, um, which is awesome. And I, God, that, that'd be, that'd be a top take worth having that Pook 4 speed. Um, just cause like it's, you don't see it. Like that's, that's kind of where a lot of people, are at right now like everybody's got their hobbits everybody's got their maxis and there's some dorks that like myself uh we like the rare stuff um so yeah that that'd be cool is that a what size of mm -hmm. motor does that have 50 50 is it is it 50 cc shifty that's awesome because like a lot of people you'll see a lot of the mb5s here in america are like What's one it? year of it it's a honda mb5 it's a 50 cc uh five speed ah, so okay. yeah they i think they're only produced they're only imported or produced one year 1982 but like for a one-year bike you sure do see a lot of them like cool. and that's um and i got into this discussion with somebody the other day like our the go, going back to like cobra conversation we had um to me it's a uncommon bike in america like but you see them still versus mm -hmm. a rare bike are the cobras pretty uncommon in europe or do you see them quite a bit no Puch cobras are still a, a big thing i mean you don't see many of them but they're very desired and the prices are insane yeah um, i'd say i'd say that the golden standard like the golden moped like 50 cc Puch bike is a Puch, um Monza six speed SDP. Um, it stands for Steyr Daimler Puch. It's in the Johnny Player special design. It's the black, black six speed um, Puch Monza. And if you want to buy one on the internet nowadays, um, 
it's 10k upwards oh um, jesus i've heard of i think it was called a pook condor and yeah yeah like those are ultra rare and they there's like three or four of them in the u.s and like that that created quite a controversy in the the first pinball run because baker's dozen and pinball are the same race different names and the guy who wrote the rules wrote them around the pook condor (laughs) <laughs> so like and that got a lot of people jaded um because it, it technically fit the moped specs that everybody made um now one thing that's interesting about your club you guys have a great instagram follow or a great instagram i can't i'll put a link in your in the deal um now your calendar. I got to ask you about that. That is kind of hilarious. Like, do you want to talk what, uh, how that all came about? Um, yeah. So how, how, how did the calendar thing start? Um, the calendar thing started, um, we were in our clubhouse and one person told me there's a calendar with, um, naked women and carps. Okay. <laughs> the so-called carbonizer calendar. And I didn't believe it, you know, not women, you know, in, in every back in the days in every calendar, um, yep. in every garage, there was like a calendar from any brand, you know, BL yeah. stuff like that. But um, we kind of wanted to make fun of it and yeah. want to find the probably weirdest calendar to, to hang on the wall of our like Mac place. Um, and we fart the carbonizer, the carb calendar. <laughs> and we're like, who would do that? You know, holding yeah. carbs. Dude, that's hilarious. I love it. It's hilarious. And then someone, of course, started, hey, let's do our own hilarious calendar. And then we had the name. So we're the Zwei Takt, Two Stroke. Yep. Dichter, poets, so to speak. Um, and then, um, like, naked photography is act photography. Okay. So from Zwei Takt Dichter to Zwei Akt Kalender, the name was too easy not to do a calendar of it and then we said hey let's just do it let's get naked with mo with our mopeds and yeah and for the people who haven't seen this it's hilarious it's mostly guys and there's some girls but it's mostly guys just doing silly shit and it's awesome and i love i think it's it just shows like this shit's supposed to be fun and don't take yourself too goddamn seriously and like yeah that that happens way too often in life. Um, so, I'll I'll try to to ship you one, Jim. I I know we've been uh, messaging on Instagram, but we still like yeah. the new twenty twenty three version should arrive any day. Okay, yeah, dude, I'll I'll pay shipping. I'll I don't care, ship like it's one. not cheap. Um, yeah, so dude, that calendar, yeah, that's yeah. We started <laughs> talking, and you guys had already sold out, so it sounds like it's a pretty popular item. Um, but yeah, you said you wanted to ask me one more question before I took my little bathroom break, everybody. Um, yeah, because, um, you mentioned many, many, um, clubs and you team seem to be a guy probably I could ask, um, what the best region is because I'm planning to do one, a one month, um, moped trip through the States next year around June. Um, and I built my map already, like pinning all the clubs that I kind of found on Moped Army and also um, found on Instagram. And I like, I'm having a couple of thoughts where to ride for one month. But what what 
what would be your recommendation? Also, where do you think it's easiest to purchase a bike to start um, from? I'm not going to throw people like we will talk more about this and I will set you up with the right people. I can tell cool. you that. Like if you want, that's one great thing about a lot of clubs in America. If you, especially like if you saying, Hey dude, I'm from Europe and this is my club and I want to come ride. You could probably get a loner. So like okay. that's, and if you're, you know what you could probably even do <laughs> for a couple weeks of this whole deal you could probably come out to Salt Lake City and ride with every and just like ride in a chase vehicle and experience Baker's Dozen because that starts May 31st and ends June 9th. So you could see, and we we'll talk more about this. Like I'll show you the I, I'm sure you have, but like go on the Moped Army and you can see mm -hmm. the events calendar. Like yeah. that would be quite the you probably wouldn't you wouldn't really get to ride mopeds on the on those ten days or so. But you get to see a lot of America. You would see a lot of moped culture. Like that would that would be a pretty cool experience just to ride with everybody and see all that. Um, but yeah, cool. we'll chit chat more. And dude, if you're coming to America for a month, June is about the perfect. That's like peak. That's great summer where it's not super hot. You know, it. Yeah, that's a great time to come. And there's guaranteed to be rallies going on. So. Yeah, yeah, Fabian. We'll get we'll get you set up. Um, cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. All right, dude. It sounds dude, that's so rad you're coming. Yeah, you definitely have a spot to stay for a couple weeks here in Minnesota. Um, I got a house, I got bikes, you can fucking just go ride around. You can go to the Mall of America. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> dude, no, I'll, no. it's I'll take I, like, dude, if you come to Minnesota, I'll take you to all the tourist trap shit. Don't worry about it. Uh, I just want to ride mopeds and most likely visit as many moped clubs and just experience the amazing American moped culture. You know? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like there's no so many great areas. I would city. say like for Kim, like California be rad to ride in around San Diego area. There's so many clubs. I think it's saying I I'm terrible with uh, California geography. Like Michigan would be really rad because there's so many clubs around there, Michigan, Ohio, like, I love Minnesota. I think it's one of the best states to ride in. Like Richmond's got a great thing going on down there. Um, yeah, dude. Like, and then Tennessee is super like there. It's just like super cool. I mean, it's pretty spread out and is yeah. I mean, but no, dude, I'll, I'll set you up with some people. Like I'll, I'll introduce you and there, and I'm nobody special. Like I'm just like, I'll send you their Instagram or whatever. Like, People are pretty rad here. So that's, cool. that's, yeah, that's what I think. I mean, all the clubs look pretty, pretty open. Yep. And sharing a, a very passionate hobby. I Heck guess. yeah, dude. Yeah. And you'll see how, have you, have you been to America before? Yeah. Five times to Austin, okay. Texas, and one, once to New Orleans. I'm but. sorry about the Austin, Texas thing. Don't hold that against it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude, if you have some time to stretch out, like, I can I can share you a little experience. It's nothing like you'll have, but like my ex wife is from Queens. She New York. It's one of the boroughs. She lived in the same like fifteen block region her whole life, and then she did go up to state. She did go to college in Upper State New York, but I took her from St. Paul, Minnesota, out to the Black Hills one year, and she could not understand how there could be so much nothingness 
between the drives. Like, I mean, there's no people around here. I'm like, no, <laughs> like 13 <laughs> hours of driving, just wide open countryside. Like it's, it's pretty insane. Um, yeah, dude, I hope you, I hope you're able to make it. I hope you, we can somehow link up during that time, dude, that'd be rad for you to go ride to get in a chase vehicle. Like you can ride in ours. Like I got Colby and I will take you can hang out with the dog. Um, it's boring and awesome all at the same time. Like you'll really get to know a lot of good people on Baker's dozen. Um, with that Fabian, I can't thank you enough for coming on second chance moped podcast. Do you want to shout out or tell everybody where they can get a hold of you or your club? Um, I think best to follow us on Instagram. Okay. Zweitaktik, though, with the number two at the beginning. And okay. you probably just post a link somewhere. I'll, I'll post a link on, uh, and I'll use your guys' club uh, logo for the show. Um, again, thank you for coming on. We're going to have some more shows coming up this week, folks, because I booked myself a little heavy this month. So whatever. Uh, again, thank you again, Fabian, for coming on Second Dance and Moped Podcast. And don't forget, my guy, mopeds are dumb. Thank <laughs> you.